Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Lunar Seaspire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. My name's Dakota. I'm GC13. I'm Ken. And today we are going to talk about the episode, The Message. Yeah, and I know I've been saying this an awful lot, but this was a good one and this was a doozy. Starting to sound like a broken record over here. It's hard not to sound like a broken record for an episode like this. Yeah, I'm really enjoying all of the episodes that Lamar Abram and uh, Helen Joe storyboard. I think they're my favorite team so far. I mean, we've just had so many good episodes back to back now. Yeah, we're getting spoiled big time on this. So who was excited to see that Greg's getting back into the music game after all this time? I mean, he even drew some pretty boss cover art for his album. Yeah, Greg's a pretty good artist. Man, Greg's pretty good at everything. I'm hoping we're just going to hear more in-show songs now. That's what I'm really looking forward to. I really like the video killed the radio star reference. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Greg worked that one in when he could. They also, someone pointed this out on the subreddit that there was album art of a Queen album in his van, which was really cool. Oh yeah, I spotted I spotted that after somebody pointed it out. And it's like, oh, that is pretty neat. Oh, I never I would have recognized that. the album cover myself, but it's there. So was anyone expecting this to be a Lapis episode before it actually started airing? I know I wasn't. I was pretty surprised. I was happily surprised, but... Frankly, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that anybody could have not been expecting this to be a Lapis episode. I mean, you gotta think, who's gonna try to send him a message, and why did they pair this one up with Mirror Gem? I didn't know anything about the episode before it aired, so I didn't have any expectations. But yeah, at the point that Lapis was shown to be the person sending the message, I was thinking, wow, I was stupid to have not seen that coming. I mean, yeah, I saw the preview and it's like, uh-oh, they're reminding the audience of Lapis Lazuli. There's got to be a reason for that. I mean, I guess yeah. I should have seen it, but I was still wanting to see Lapis as an antagonist at that point. I think at this point I'm all aboard that she thinks that Steven is super cool and that she might even become a part of the Crystal Gems or at least come to Earth. But when we did see the preview and we got that sweet picture of a Lapis that Greg drew, I was just thinking that that meant Lapis was going to come back in a negative way. I'm glad that she's not going to be coming back in a negative way. I mean, it's it's always possible that she is a turncoat and she was sending that message to try to bluff the Crystal Gems into surrendering, but, you know, odds are that that was a genuine message. I really and... think so. And the reason I think so is because I think she's going to fuse with Jasper based on um, Malachite being credited as both having the same voice actor, uh, Jennifer Paz, and I can't remember who Jasper's voice actor was, but Malachi had two people as their voice actor, and it was both of those people. So that's why I think that Lapis is definitely going to become a recurring character and is definitely going to be pro-Crystal Gem. Um, although, at the same time, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm also equally expecting Malachi and Jasper to be part of Parado's crew, or Peridot's crew. I'm just so excited after this after this uh, this episode. Can you tell? I thought it was a good episode, most definitely. It was weaker than the previous one, but still, I mean, it's hard I mean, to top that last one. Last episode was a serious feels train. You're not gonna you're not gonna top that feel for feel. I agree. Yeah. But I don't know. There, I kind of felt for Lapis in that message she sent. I mean, I really feel sorry for her. She wanted to get home so bad, and then she gets there, and it's not the home that she once knew. Right. Someone was talking about something called Rip Van Winkle Syndrome in the main episode thread, and it's basically what you would think it would be. It's a very good comparison. I don't know. I think it goes beyond that. I think the whole tenor of society has changed. I mean, if you look at the crystal gems, the kind of gem society that they seem to be from, I get the impression that the crew modeled it after, like, 
old ideas of ancient but highly advanced societies. You know, right. picture the ones that are utopias and everybody's wearing a toga inexplicably. And uh, But then you look at Peridot and her crew, they seem to be a technological advanced society, and whereas the ancient advanced ones tend towards utopias, the technological advanced societies... You know, Peridot's more drawing from the dystopia side of that. I definitely agree with you. I mean, I just think it's a, more than just a culture shock. I think the culture is completely changed, not for the better in her eyes. You kind of want to get this Greek-Roman imagery from the Crystal Gems era, uh, Garnet and Pearl, whereas you kind of get this George or- uh, Orwell feel from the modern homeworld. Just a bit, yeah. So there were a lot of really great euphemisms in this episode that I thought were cool. When uh, Greg says, oh my days, and Pearl's like, my flipping <laughs> eyes. I thought both of those were wonderful. I'm a really big fan this of This is going to be hop-testrophic. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. Something else I think was established in this episode was that Lapis and Peridot do not know each other. To me, it was really surprising that Greg respects the Crystal Gems. He said he, like, admires them or looks up to them, and I really didn't see that coming. You really didn't see that coming? No, I'd always thought that Greg was really uneasy about the Crystal Gems. Well, yeah, I can definitely see that. But at the same time, I feel like it's more of an apprehensive looking up to someone. You know, you see a lot of those tropes in a lot of shoujo anime, which, you know, I don't think the show is tropey whatsoever. Well, I guess there are tropes, but they're not overplayed tropes. Um, but I think that's... I'm not super surprised. Steven, maybe one day you'll be able to do the thing. Steven, you did the thing? I don't understand. Somebody posted that. I, I liked it. It's apparently from... It's apparently an easy way to summarize the average Star Trek The Original Series episode. Kirk, don't do the thing. It would be illogical to do the thing, and then Kirk does the thing. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I never heard of it until somebody Stevened Steven it up for me. See, Steven's keeping me culturally relevant, but what with all this stuff from the... What what was it, 60s or 70s? Star Trek, 60s. Yeah. The show, yeah, at that's least. That's what I thought. Did Pearl look different to any of you this episode? I did not notice any difference in Pearl's appearance. Okay. But then I'm not going to really pick up on any differences in animation, so that's not saying much. I try and pay attention to things like that. She looked different than... Definitely she was animated in a different way, or her model was a little bit different than it was in the previous episode. I was about to say, yeah, I did think she looked different, but only that she looked more distressed, but I was thinking of last night's episode. Um, I don't guess I was paying super close attention to Pearl in this episode. I've been thinking about Rosa Scabbard a lot. It was a good episode. Yeah, that was... That left a mark. But uh, in this in this episode, so what did you think of Steven's verse about Lapis? I thought that was nice. I hope that gets worked into something. I hope they release it. I bet they will. You know what? I really want uh, Avian Shirasu to release. I think that's how you say their names. Um, I want them to remix the song that Greg made when he was making music from The Wailing Stone and use that for something. That would make me incredibly happy. Yeah, that was really good stuff. Kind of got the impression that Greg wanted to include it on one of his tracks on the album, you know? That would be great. That would be so wonderful. So do you think Greg's actually going to release Water Witch? Or do you think after the events of The Return and Jailbreak, he's going to change the change the title to something else? I hope he changes the title, but I hope he keeps that sweet Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest reference. 
the title, did you guys notice that it was in the same font that the Dragon Quest games are? Uh, no, no, I didn't see that. Ah, I missed that. Good catch. But, uh, I don't know. What I was really thinking would be awesome is if the main track for Water... Or the eponymous track for Water Witch had a duet with him and Lapis herself. That would be so cool. I would love to see a Greg-Lapis duet. That would be great. I, I would just geek out. Too Too strong. That would be the best thing that they could release to us for the fans if Greg makes a passing mention, oh, I finished the album, and we get it, and it's got like songs from Greg, and there are guest spots from all the gems and various other main characters. We get uh, a duet between Greg and Mr. Smiley. We get Greg trying to sing a duet <laughs> with Garnet, and she's like, nope. And her and, and Amethyst are just rocking out, and Steven is all over it. That would be so wonderful. Yeah. Mr. Smiley is an underrated character. You just made me realize that we need more Mr. Smiley. I love Mr. Smiley. He's like the coolest beach city guy that we have. Sinbad is pretty cool. Did you guys see that fan art that uh, someone or another drew that had uh, Mr. Fryman, Greg, the uh, yellowtail guy, and uh, Mr. Smiley uh, yeah, yeah. as the queen cover, the Bohemian Rhapsody? I saw that one. That one was pretty great. I mean, it, it just must be tough for Sinbad. He must have had to swear off donuts after after doing Steven Universe because now he can't. Now I'll bet he can't go anywhere without the people working there asking him how much napkins cost. <laughs> Sinbad, you have to help us. We can't remember how much napkins cost. I'd be very surprised if any of Sinbad's audience also watches the show. I watched the show, therefore I'm part of his audience. He's oh. on it. Touche. It's a self-evident fact. Touche. Did you guys pick up on that shade they were dropping towards the end of the episode about the mind being the internet and picking up all the discontinuity in <laughs> television? I just want to talk to the Crewniverse for a second. This is just for you guys. How dare you guys make so such an incongruous action in the show? We know Steven's been grounded from television. Why would he be thinking about television? Come on, guys. Get your act together. Yeah, I know. That's, that's such a discontinuity. Well played. I just don't know what they're thinking. What are they thinking about that? Come on, guys. I, I know. Steven wouldn't be thinking about television. This is Pygate 2.0, TV gate. I know. This This is television gate. Breaking television gate right here. <laughs> there, have actually, there have actually been people wondering if that line was related to Pygate, and I admit that it's possible that they went back and changed the audio, but this stuff's made so far in advance, it's just... It's like they're prophets in addition to being writers, you know, to, to have foreseen this so so long ago in the past. You know what would be great? If Pygate was intentional, they knew they were making that contradiction, <laughs> and they foresaw all of this was going to happen. Well, everything that has happened has, done, has transpired according to their design. What number in the series is so many birthdays? 13. 13. So it's possible that this episode could have been written after... Pygate happened? No, Pygate Pi only happened after episode 32, Fusion Cuisine, where Pearl hates hates eating but likes pie. I would just like to acknowledge that GC didn't even blink when he was answering that question. It was, the question was asked and GC just says 13. How do you, that is a level of devotion to the show I will never have. I have a text file where I put together all of the, the episode numbers and episode titles and I made a point to memorize it. <laughs> Bravo. I, I, I joked on the on the sub that I only did that because I couldn't get anybody to hold the flashcards for me without laughing. <laughs> you you want to know why I did that, though? 
because this is even geekier than just me knowing the episode numbers by heart. It's because on the I have Dish Network, and I don't know how it is for anybody else, but Dish Network is terrible at numbering episodes. I mean, you look, you go to Giant Woman, and it's like I I swear it might be episode numbered in the twenties. It's very far off. It's it's terrible. So I'm like, I want to know what the real episode num- episode numbers were. So I went and I learned them. I have no words. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who made the fan site, okay? Everybody knows I'm a geek. I don't I don't have to try to pretend like I'm a normal guy. <laughs> I'm a geek and everybody knows it. We accept you for who you are, GC. If every port shop were perfect. It's just like Matt Burnett cannot help trolling people. It's it's a medical condition he has. If he goes a day without trolling, he will die. But who else is going to inform us that Steven Universe is on the verge of being cancelled? We have the internet for that. No, I don't think you guys realize. The show is going to be cancelled. Oh. The only other thing I had to say about the episode, I guess, was that I just thought it was so adorable when Greg finally like gets his acceptance from the Crystal Gems, his reaction, he's so happy, and that just warmed my heart so much. Also, the Crystal Gems were acting really mean to him for no reason. Yeah. He just wanted like a few minutes to try and help them. And they were so reluctant to even give him an opportunity, even though they literally had nothing to lose. It seemed kind of out of character to me. I thought they were being overly harsh towards him. I, I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Other than the fact that the episode kind of required it. I mean, it worked, but it, it was still strange. Yeah, exactly. I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, you guys remember how they were reacting towards the pizzas when um, Mr. Pizza was frustrated at Garnet for crushing his sign. I think they just don't put a whole lot of stock into non-Steven humans. No. And Steven is half gem. Right. So that's I think that's the only reason they put any stock in him whatsoever is because he is half gem. And you know, granted Greg is Steven's dad, he's still a human to them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, I thought they were being uh being a little rough on the guy. Yeah, I agree. I mean, who who just completely gives up and said, "Oh, this will never work because the battery gives out." That was that was a pretty... They were looking for any excuse to ditch Greg. Yeah, exactly. That was just... That happened because it was demanded by the writing. I don't disagree with you that they were probably just looking for an excuse to ditch Greg, but I don't think that they were being particularly harsher than they normally would. I mean, they said in the very first episode that Greg's kind of a... Your dad's kind of a mess, Steven. Right. Right. I got a. I got an interesting observation I made that... I don't know if it's an animation error or what, but when Pearl bubbled the Wailing Stone, it looked like it was the color of one of Garnet's bubbles. Did it, did anyone spot that? It was very orange. I noticed that too. And I, I can't, I don't think it's just because of the lighting or what was inside of it. I mean, it looked like one of Garnet's. I did notice that. That didn't look like one of Pearl's bubbles. Because Pearl's bubbles are usually blue, aren't they? No, no, no. Pearl's are like a white or a very, very light gray. There are blue bubbles in the basement, but they're not pearls. Right. I thought the joke Amethyst made about stealing cars, that seemed... (laughs) That was funny to me. I laughed. We don't even know if she was talking about stealing them. She might be talking about how how the old hand crank cars were. I mean, it's tough to be sure. I feel like that was clearly a joke about stealing cars. Most of their audience, including myself, don't even know about hand crank cars. <sighs> Kids these days. I think it was a hot wiring <laughs> joke. I don't think it was a hand crank joke. I don't know that too many people... Well, I guess it's not another question they would make a joke that people just wouldn't get. Grand Theft Amethyst? <laughs> I'll go for it. 
I mean, it does seem in character for her, but, I mean, she can probably run faster than a car. I don't think she would steal a car to steal the car for the utility of it. I think she would do it just to mess with people. I mean, she stole all the cookie cats. <laughs> just like she destroys the dumpster. Right, and then they build a fence around it. <laughs> so we went out and stole a bunch. I went back and paid for them. <laughs> the whole thing was my idea. It was everyone's idea. I, I did like Gem Glow. I like Gem Glow. I feel like for some reason that episode gets a, a, a harsher rap than it deserves. And I don't know why. Well, that's because they have to they have to devote so much of their time to explaining who the characters are. I, th- I think they do it very organically. If you're used, if, if you understand writing, you can watch and say, oh, I see what they did there. But I think they did a pretty good job. Was that the first or the second episode? Gem Glow was the first episode. Laser Light Cannon was the second episode. In this episode, I was really happy to hear Pearl refer to the their war against the homeworld as a rebellion. I've been calling it the Crystal Gem Rebellion for a while now, so it's just neat to have the show can, canon finally catch up with where uh, where my head's operating, you know. Hmm. Just oper- operating five or ten episodes ahead. Well, I guess we will see you all tomorrow for Political Power when we do our podcast on it. Until then, I'm GC13. I'm Ken. I'm Dakota, and we will see you next time. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening. continuity mistake ever made on television.